Hi, hello, and welcome back to my podcast. I know it's been a hot minute, like a whole month, actually, just about since my last episode. I am sorry. April has been rough. Quarantine has been rough. Isolation. I mean, kind of. But, you know, it's been a rough time in the United States and Tulsa, Oklahoma is where I stay. Um, so, yeah, April's been really rough. There's been a lot of things going on. There's been a lot of changes. My sister and I moved into our own apartment. We're super excited about that. And that's where I'm currently sitting in, my new apartment, in my rocking chair, in my little corner. I want you to come join me in my living room or, or I like to say, at my table with my table talk right now. So I thank you guys for waiting on that podcast. I know there's been a few people that are like, hey, when's your next episode coming out? You said that you're supposed to do it twice a month, yada, yada, yada. I know what I said, but like I said, this quarantine's been rough on your girl. April has been rough, but God has shown me through time and time again. And I just kind of needed a mental break, all of the breaks I needed. I took took in April just because it was just... Man, I miss people. Let me just start off with that. This is not even the topic of today, but I just want to catch you up in my life since you're joining me in my living room. But I miss people. My friends know me. My family knows me as this introvert, introverted girl. I've always been super introverted. introverted. I like my me time. I like my space. I like to recharge by myself. But I, over the last like year or so since I've been pastoring at a local church here in Tulsa, I've had some extroverted tendencies like flare up and come up and it's like really cool and I love people and people think I'm super extroverted that's not the truth I just have tendencies like I do so now your girl who is introverted with her extroverted tendencies is alone in her by herself most of the time because Mrs. was at work three days of the week so it's just me and my dog and we chilling and sometimes we get on each other's last nerves but welcome, 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 welcome. If you're new, welcome. Thank you for joining our conversations where we talk about controversial topics. And actually quarantine and taking a break and watching people fight over Facebook and social media and all of the things. Um, and different podcasts I've listened to and different articles I've read. And things I've noticed within Christian circles during this quarantine. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, we are currently in a quarantine where we can't leave because... There is a disease going around and all the things people are sick and dying and it's just taking rampant on people's homes and lives and hearts and all the things, right? So this pandemic, this global pandemic is making everyone take a step back. I didn't realize how much of a rest I needed in April, how much time I just needed to stop. My, I was doing like 10,000 things before this all happened. I had like so many different People pulling at me for so many different ways. And I know I'm not the only one that lives like that. And it got me thinking, um, this pandemic, pumped the brakes um, on my life. I feel like the Lord is using this. He didn't cause this. I know he didn't because you know the Lord is not an evil God. He doesn't sit here and spite us. But Romans eight twenty eight he says, or the Bible does say, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And, you know, pre-death, all the, okay, we're not going to go there. But Romans eight twenty eight, where all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And it's like, how is, 
there's lots and lots of death currently around us. Like, how can the Lord be glorified in death? And I was talking to my mom. My parents are actually the people that have um, cultivated this open conversation with me throughout my life so that I can have this podcast and have these conversations with you all. And hopefully you have it with your friends and your family and all the cool things, right? But I was talking to my mom and I was, I noticed that during this pandemic and this quarantine, people are taking their time to make meals as a family, sit at their table and parents for the first time in their children's lives or in a while are getting to know their children. No, nothing is distracting them from knowing their families, which is a complete shock for me. Let me tell you how much of a shock that was to find out that there's Christian people and I'm just talking about the U.S. Let's just narrow it down. We're just talking about the U.S. culture and time because that's where I live and all the stuff. But it, it shook me to my core. And I was explaining to my mom that it shook me to my core because I didn't grow up like that. So for you, those of you that don't know, I am Puerto Rican. Yes, I am not from the island. I was born here in the States. My parents were born here in the States. My grandparents all came from Puerto Rico to the United States. History lesson in my family. But... I didn't realize how much of the like the Hispanic culture I was engraved in until re- within recent years where my friends and majority of people around me are non-Hispanic. They're either white or they're black. That's very, um, that's something that just needed to be said. I'm not surrounded by Hispanics. And so I'm a Hispanic person of reference and Puerto Rican per- person of reference. I am Caribbean, just so everyone knows where Puerto Rico is at. Um, cause you know, I didn't realize the people rabbit hole, but I didn't realize that people in Oklahoma didn't realize where Puerto Rico was. Yeah. We don't come out this far, but it's fine. We're so far from the Island and so far from anything else, but they didn't know where it was. So just let everyone know I'm Caribbean. I'm not Central American, not South American. I'm Caribbean with the islands. Another point. Okay. The point is I grew up where dinner was at the table. I grew up where my dad will cook meals. Well, my mom worked full time. My dad stayed home. So my dad made home-cooked meals. He got super mad every time we would try to sneak some food from these meals before dinner was ready. But my dad would cook meals. And then as we got older, we set the table for dinner. So we set plates. We set everyone's seats. And then we all sat at the table. And this was before cell phones. I know I'm aging myself now. But it was before cell phones. So we didn't really sit in front of the TV either and eat. That was like... A once in a maybe watching Super Bowl or something important, like not important, but something that we wanted to all in tune watch together. But sometimes we even took a break from that to sit at the table. So I grew up sitting at a table where even if my family, when I go home to Florida and let's say I'm at my dad's or my mom's and my aunt's, the first thing that we do after we say hi to everybody is we go, we sit at a table. And it's like, well, what are you doing at the table? Y'all just sitting at the table? Heck yeah, we just sitting at the table. We're going to have some coffee. We're going to have a little snack depending on the time of day. It might be lunchtime. We might be having some lunch. But we sit at this table and we catch up really quick. And it's not a... Because we, my, we usually my sister and I drive Florida 19 some hours, 19 plus hours. So we're tired. We usually rest and sleep that first day. But that second day we're back home. We're visiting with our family. And... Even my little cousins who are in their teens now have come to realize that the first thing we're all going to do is we're going to sit at the table together 
and we're going to have conversation. And yes, cell phones are out, but we're not actually on our phones. My littlest cousin, she's 10. She just turned 10. Ugh, I remember when she was born. Anyways, she'll have her phone on. Sometimes she'll play games and stuff like that, which is perfectly fine. She's a kid. But like my other two cousins who are 15 and 16, I think that's how old they are now. I don't know. Yeah, 15 and 16. They have their phones, but they're not necessarily on them. Like, we all have our phones with us, and it's going to be on the table with us. But we're looking, and we're having conversations with one another. We haven't, it could be months before we've seen each other, since we've seen each other last. And we're just having this communicate. We're just talking, pure, wholeheartedly. Hey, how's life? What's going on? How have you been? Really, this is my latest. And it's like, we pick up right where we left off. And that's currently. So, growing up, my dad would set this table for us, and Every Sunday, after church, we were those people, every Sunday we would go to my grandparents' house on my dad's side. Right after church, like we went to the, we went to church, went to the bakery, because you know, bakeries in Cleveland, Ohio come, come in clutch with the good food, because why? We were a big family, so we're not going to, so on special occasions, we would go out to eat, and you know, it's 20 plus people, and waiting for that is just crazy. So we got into this habit that happened. I think it happened before I was born. I don't know, in my lifetime. But we would sit around a table. You know, I hated the kids' ta- the ch- kids table. I wanted to be at the adult table because I wanted to be in adult conversations. Um, but now looking back, I love the kids' table. And even we had a kids' table. It was in the kitchen. It was great. And we, we sat there, and we didn't have phones, but we talked. And the adults would talk about the service and what stretched them or what challenged them. For a little bit, they'll talk about the service and stuff, but they just caught up with the week to week. Hey, how are you doing? And all this other stuff. And we would just be kids and we would play around. But as I grew up, I realized that table conversation was important for bonding our family and stuff like that. And just through hard times and stuff like that. So this is one thing I'm missing when I come here. My sister and I, we eat together at the table and it's great. But I realized that people don't do that. And it was it was such a shock to me that parents are getting to know their kids for the first time, maybe in a, in a little bit. They're getting to know what their kids like and having conversation. How was your day? Well, I spent it all day with you. But they're having these open conversations around a table, right, for the first time maybe in a while. Maybe the first time ever that they're having, they're being a family. Being a just because you have a family doesn't mean you are a family, which is the sad, like the sad realization of the culture and context we live in in America. That the American culture is that our families are always on the go, we want everything fast, we go through fast food lines, we go everything fast, microwave generation, we want everything in an instant. But sometimes, you know, I don't think people realize the lasting impact that a family meal. And family conversation can make because I'm almost 30 and I'm over here like, yes, we're going to sit at a table and eat dinner together after you guys helped us move in on Saturday. We did this. We sat at a table with them. It was kind of awkward because all, I put all the introverted people together in one space, which was great. It was funny. It was, it's, we're going to laugh about it later. But it was un, not unusual, but out of the ordinary of what American culture is. And I was talking to my mom about it, and I was just like, but this isn't a biblical standard of living. Um, a Christian lifestyle, as Christians, we are, we are told to go and make disciples of all nations. And that's what Jesus says, is like our commandment, to go and make disciples, right? Yes, go and make disciples. But I think we miss the importance of gathering together 
over a meal and having a conversation. You can see the New Testament and even in the Gospels, Jesus coming into people's homes and breaking bread. And for a long time as a child, I imagined Jesus just going into people's homes and breaking all sorts of bread. And I was, I didn't understand. I was like, why, why is Jesus just breaking bread? Like little kid minds, man. But then my parents explained it to me that it was a meal that was a, that it wasn't breaking bread, yes, but that means that we're having a meal together. So Jesus modeled going into people's homes and having a meal, and I'm pretty sure they had conversations. You can even look at the Last Supper and Passover time. So cultural context, Passover was like their huge like celebration in Jewish culture that this this is a time for family and all this other stuff, and they just was a special meal, right? And they sat around the table. So I'm thinking about Jesus with his disciples. And they're sitting around the table and, you know, he's going over like, um, you know, the Last Supper things. And I'm just trying to not go into that right now because that's what I'm trying to stay on. Is that, yes, he's explaining what's going to happen and someone's betraying him and all this other stuff. And it's like, wow, there's so much going on. But the he had a meal with them. He sat down as customary in that time to have a meal and fellowship together. And it wasn't... I'm pretty sure it was a bunch of friends just laughing, having a good time together. You know, we're chilling with Jesus. And then all of a sudden he comes over and says, you know, starts going, this is my bread, body that I break for you. And all that stuff. He got really deep all of a sudden, probably. But, you know, this happened to in my families where sometimes conversation just takes us into a deep, a deep conversation. We're crying, we're hugging, all the things. We've had those two. But Jesus realized the importance of sitting down and having a meal with people. Like, and having conversations with people. General conversations and general relationships throughout the Bible can be seen over meals. And ugh, I love it, right? I love it. It's such a good thing to me. But it hurts, like, my heart to see uh, Christians and just people and families in general not having that time or setting apart that time together to fellowship. It doesn't have to be these Christian words, but just to build those relationships to, hey, how's your day going? And what do you, what do you want to do tomorrow? What does your week look like? What does your day look like tomorrow? What's your highlight of your day? What happened in school today? What happened at work today? All these things. And we went through this as a family, and it was just conversations and all these other stuff. And as we got older, the conversations grew and got different. And now we have these conversations at the table. If we're going to have a serious conversation, we're going to have it at a, t- at a table somewhere, someone's house. We're going to have this conversation. It's going to be at the table. Well, you can have, you, you can make it comfortable for everybody. You can hand them a drink. You can get some snacks. I'll be getting some snacks for myself with some coffee or some tea. Get at me. But it's, we're going to have these conversations that I remember... I'm looking back and having all these conversations with my parents or with my family um, over the table. And it's really impacted and informed me that now when my friends come over, if we're going to eat, we're going to eat at the table and have that conversation. And I might have my phone on me. I might not. But I'm not going to really look at it. I might take a picture. Yeah, post it on social media. Come look at my eye chef. Come look at eye chef. Here we go. <laughs> But, you know, I'm a chef. I want to show everybody what I'm cooking. Look at this bomb food that I made. Hey. But it's not like I'm going to be looking down at my phone the entire time. 
when there's people across from me. And it just, it is crazy to me that it took a global pandemic where hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people are dying for people to realize the importance of rest, which is my convers- my topic for today. It's taken this long to get there, but you know what? It's okay. I just wanted to explain to you my kitchen table and why I think it's so important. But I was talking to my mom and kind of processing this out, what the Lord's been working with me and showing me through April is that in Genesis, he goes through all of creation, right? And he says, on the first day, and on the second day, and on the third day, and on the fourth day, and on the sixth, fifth day, and on the sixth day. And then we get to the seventh day, and God takes a break. He takes a break. He doesn't have to take a break. That's the whole thing. This is what I'm, it just shakes me every time. Is that God doesn't have to take a break. But he took one. He knew rest. And Americans, we're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy that a lot of times even I am guilty of this is that I haven't rested in such a long time that I don't even know what a weekly rest looks like. And now we took a month rest and I'm like, yeah, I'm rejuvenated. Let's go. I want to go outside. Yes, I want to go outside. But hold on. Is it worth it going outside and making yourself vulnerable to a pandemic virus, like a pandemic level virus. I don't think people are taking that as seriously, but that's a different conversation for a different day because I have a lot of issues with people just wanting to go outside and live their best lives. But is that the smartest and wisest decision? Probably not because is it worth it going to a restaurant and then having someone you love and near to you die because of your foolishness of I just wanted to go outside and eat. Listen, Americans, let me just say, we're not really like trapped inside. We have Wi-Fi, we have TV. You can keep yourself busy a lot of time. You can go outside. I sit on my porch all the time. I take my dog for walks. I do this stuff. We can still like go to restaurants and have the opportunity to eat different kinds of food. We have fast food places we can go to the drive through through to we can do still do some of this stuff. There are countries in the parts of the world that don't have that that they really can't leave their house unless they're essential worker, like a hospital worker. That's what essential is. And they can't go anywhere. And they're sick and tired of being inside the house. You don't have to you can freely still walk outside if you want to. Freely still go to the drive through at McDonald's or Wendy's or Taco Bell. You can freely go to the grocery store whenever you feel like it. You don't have a curfew of when you have to be inside your house. So I don't know why you complain. And yes, you're with your kids. Congratulations. You're raising your kids. Which sounds kind of mean. But like, my parents were always with the kids. If my mom, if my dad was at home and like we had breaks or something, my dad was with us. He, like they raised us together. Like, my parents were in a shade of afraid of being with our kids or being letting kids be kids. Stop trying to control your kids and let's let them be kids. If they want to run around in circles like a madman, let them run around in circles like a madman. What's the point of trying to tell a toddler to relax? Now, I understand. I'm not coming for your lives. I'm sorry I said that a little aggressively, but I'm not coming for your lives. And I understand. My dog is too. She, you know, sometimes irritates me. She, sometimes she talks back. She did that today. She talked back earlier. And I just couldn't, I was not having it. But she's tired of being in this house too. Kids are tired of being in this house. 
you think you're the only one going through this just because they can't vocalize what they're feeling and how they're feeling correctly because they don't understand fully like what's going on give them grace everyone needs a little bit of grace today even yourself sometimes we are a little harsh on ourselves for just well we have time on our hands why am i not doing better why am i not losing weight why am i not doing this hold on pump the brakes the point of a pandemic is to not make yourself better and improved and let god change you from the inside out no god is literally forcing us to take a break to pump it to say hold on relax what does rest look like today? What does if taking away distractions looks like today? Does that look like just enjoying the time with your kids? Because you are so busy in the caught up and sensation of life that you haven't show, enjoyed your children. Is that mean just playing a game with them? Playing Monopoly, that's a rough game. Or We used to play Slapjack or Uno with my dad. That was great times. Or is it coloring with them is it doing projects with them with maybe if there's something in your house that you wanted to do for a long time or there's a wall you wanted to paint or just little things you wanted to put together and your kid wants and your children want to be a part of that and taking time to show them that you love them and that they're not used to you being here they're used to being the hustle and the bustle of the day to day to day so they see it as like hey parents here yes let's go let's do this all these things they crave your attention. They crave it. And as parents, instead of getting upset, yes, I know they can frustrate you and do things that want to pull your hair out. Hair out. I understand. I was a child too. You know, I was a child once, but I don't have children. But, you know, I understand that sometimes you need a break. And sometimes you need a break. Parents, let me tell you, you need breaks. Go for a walk by yourself. One spouse at a time. You know, don't leave your children by yourself. Go for a walk. Scream outside. I've seen these TikTok videos. Oh, they're so funny. And it's, um, is it a little chance? And it says, basically it is everyone, everyone needs to release their steam. Everyone needs to scream. Right. And my, I thought that was so weird because in October when I was going through some stuff, my mom said that I had to express and just let it out and scream. And I just thought they're weird. She was weird. And I've had people tell me this over the last like seven months. You just need to scream, let it out. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. But yet I see these videos of families just screaming and they're just they choose one person at a time and they all scream. I We take it differently. My sister and I go for walks with our dog. I run, I work out. Sometimes we get into little screaming matches, but that's fine. Release your steam, parents. Do something that makes you, you happy. Let that be running outside, acting like a kid, rolling on the ground. I don't care what you do. It, let that be something that brings you joy, a hobby. I knit, so I sit in my rocking chair and I knit. And I love it. It brings me so much peace. I drink my tea or my coffee and I relax. Rest doesn't mean always like sleeping. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes your body needs physical rest. And you just need to sleep and relax and not think, right? And take a bath. That's what I do. I love taking baths. It relaxes my whole body. And I just, I put lights, purple lights in my bathroom. It's really cute. I have my oil diffuser going. have lavender in the bath. And I just, I am having a great time with myself and my music. And I'm just chill, right? And I, I do it and I love it. What does rest look like for everybody through this? I know I started this podcast talking about like table talks and how shook I was um, that people weren't talking to their kids or getting to the and weren't having meals together. And this is the first time they've fellowshiped as a family. But these are just my thoughts as I've gone through April 
watching and noticing and just realizing that we don't know how to rest. That's it. We don't know how to rest. And God's forcing the whole world to take a step back and rest. And I know that can be hard for a lot of people because sometimes when we take that step back and we're resting, that means all these thoughts start going and all these insecurities and all these fears and these worries, that's not resting. And I've had to come to that realization that I wasn't resting properly because I was still worrying about all of the things. I was still freaking out. Lord, how are you going to do this? And time and time again in April, the Lord showed me, my sister, how faithful he was that we didn't have to worry about where we're going to move to, worry about what we're going to eat or how we're going to do this because the Lord provided for us time and time again. And it took just about all of April for me to realize what rest really meant for me. It meant being able to breathe like that. It meant spending time outside, either alone or with my sister, with my dog. It means spending time with Jesus. doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, but sometime through the days or just thank you, Lord. Now I spend time with Jesus in the morning as I go through my little devotional and I do with my coffee. And I just sit there and I have a little Jesus time. I do a little prayer and it's great. But rest doesn't rest. Like we're so used to just going full at full at force. Full at force. I don't know what the actual thing. Full force ahead. There we go. And we're so used to just going, 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 going. Like the Energizer buddy. Just going, 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 going. But then we forget that even in the beginning... God rested, and he doesn't need to rest. See, humans, in Genesis, you can see that God is setting up, like, human, humanity, humaniness, humanness is what I was going to say. He's setting up humanity, and he's given us these boundaries, you can see in Genesis, that he's given us boundaries on how to live our lives and how to have families and marriages and all these other stuff in Genesis in the very beginning of Genesis 1, 2, and 3. But in Genesis 1, before he gets to the explaining all the things, but in Genesis 1, you can see him just working. He's creating. God's doing stuff out of thin air, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing. I love Genesis 1, 2, and 3. I can stay there for the entirety of my life. I love it. But he rested. He knew the importance of rest. He knew that Working, 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 working was going to be tiresome for humanity. It was going to drain us spiritually, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And he rested. And that was God, the Father, in the Old Testament, in Genesis. I'm going to say God, the Father, but God, the Trinity, resting together. And then God, the Father, saying that, keep the Sabbath day holy. And you can see in the Gospels of Jesus working, air quotes, on the Sabbath day and people losing their crap on it. I mean, Jesus, you're not supposed to do that. You think Jesus didn't know that he wasn't there in the beginning realizing that they put rest into motion of all of time. They put rest into the very being of who we are as humans, that they engraved rest into everything that we know. You think that Jesus didn't know that when he came here on earth? He did. He took Sabbath days, he rested, he relaxed, he chilled. So if God, the creator of everything we see and know and just everything we'll ever know, 
rested. He took time to rest. Not only do you see Jesus just resting, but you also see him resting with God. He goes in fellowships with, he, you know, and his, I'm really hyped right now, but he goes off usually after teaching or whatever, and he spends time with God. It, it doesn't seem, there's only one place in the Gospels where Jesus is very stressed out when he's in prayer, and it's right, and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it's right before he gets arrested. He says, Father, let this cup pass from me. If I, basically, Japanese translation, if I don't have to do this, please tell me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to die such an ugly death. He knew what was coming, and he said, I don't want to do it. Let this pass from me. That he was sweating blood that's actually hap- that can happen, that amount of stress, that you sweat blood. And he was freaking out. and Like, he was freaking out. That was the only time I've seen in the Bible in the New Testament where Jesus is not finding rest within his Father. Like, within his Father's presence. But then Jesus goes on to say, but let your will be done. You know, he was, you know, his physical, like, he knew the pain that was going to come. I'm not saying that God didn't give him rest right there in that moment. I'm from reading the scripture and knowing and studying, it seems like God just comforted him right there. Have we ever been in a place in this quarantine, I know I have, where I was panicking, freaking out. I just, God give me, I was there, God give me comfort right now. God give me rest because I can't keep running in circles in my head and sometimes running in circles in my apartment or running in circles outside trying to figure out how things are going to happen. And all I have to do is rest in your presence. Rest in the no- in the knowing of you are going to do this. Rest in the knowing of God's got this. Why do I have to worry? Why am I worrying about how this, that, and the other is going to get paid right now. I know it's a big deal. It's a big deal for me. It's a big deal for my family. It's a big deal for a lot of people. We don't know how bills are going to get paid. We don't know how food is going to be on the table. We just we just don't know. But if God takes care of the fowl in the air, otherwise known as birds, in the tree, um, wow, and the flowers of the field and the fish of the sea, how much more is God to care for his children? Which is something we all head know, like knowledge know from our minds. But sometimes our heart knowledge, like what we believe in our hearts, sometimes they don't line up. That we don't think God can move in this area. We don't see how God is moving. Sometimes we can't see how God is moving. We're not God to see. Like sometimes he might put blinders on you so you're focused on this one thing right now. He's not going to show you what he's doing beside where you can't see outside of your peripherals. You don't have like 12,000 eyes. You have two to look straight, to look forward. Stop looking around and trying to see, ooh, who, what? No, look forward and what God's showing you at that moment. And right now, I believe in my own life, but it has a global pandemic together as humans we all in this together right now high school musical we're all in this together dancing in my living room but we're all in this together god is making us rest he is showing the importance of rest let that be physical rest some of y'all need to take a nap let that be emotional rest some of y'all need to be away from those toxic people i'm just saying 
mental rest, that job was taking a lot on your mind. You needed that rest. And sometimes you need a spiritual rest. I'm not saying like, don't build your relationship with God. No, make that intimate, that secret place with God. Build that right now. But you, I'm a leader in a church and sometimes going to church is more like a job than being refilled. For all of you that volunteer in church, you feel me. The burnout is real. And sometimes going to church is something out of habit that we don't even realize the importance of going to church anymore. Our spirits need a rest from that hustle and bustle of busyness of church. Where church isn't a fellowship of, of believers worshiping the one true God that saved us. But it's become more of a job that I have to unlock the doors, turn on the lights, make, make sure kids' ministry is done. How to, And all these things and all of our minds are going Rest, resting, rest, 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 rest. I don't know how many times I can say it, and I keep saying it because it's a constant reminder to me. Recently, like, rest is important. And I've talked to people in my life, and they're like, yeah, you needed that rest, Jasmine. Yes, I did, but so does everyone else. My dog needs that rest sometimes because sometimes she'd be a little stressed out. My sister needed rest. She worked in two jobs. My parents needed rest. My grandparents need rest. My cousins, my friends need rest. People are always so quick. Jasmine, you needed to rest. Oh, yes, I did. I've been through a lot. I've been emotionally drained, spiritually drained, physically drained, mentally drained all at the same time within the last few months. With the struggle and stuff I'm going through. And that's just me. But if I'm going through all these things, I know I'm not the only person going through all these things. I know that my mind was still spinning and I put a face on trying to think I was okay when I was not okay. And this is the most I've felt like me recently because the Lord has forced me to rest. But also the Lord is not going to force us to do anything we don't want to do. And I remember when this quarantine first started, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to do all the things. I still wanted to keep going. I didn't want to sit down and take a break. I didn't want to sit down and just stare at myself all day. I didn't want to rest. And in April, the first beginning half of April, the first like two and a half weeks, I was so worried, so freaking out, and still, ah, 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 ah. I don't know how else to explain that. Hispanics have realized, especially my family, if we don't know how to explain, ah, we just make sound effects. Nah! That's how I felt, that nah was always going. And I was just tired still. And I was angry, and I was taking out on my sister, and I was just, ah! Like a whole whirlwind, Tasmanian devil just making a mess. And then I started spending time with God. I haven't been doing that, but I started doing it again because I realized that I was just drained, that I couldn't pour out any more from an empty cup because my cup wasn't filled anymore, that I wasn't filling myself with God, that I was just kind of going through the motions of living day to day and forgot that the importance, the importance of spending time with God and letting him fill you up and letting him be that rest and that strength, letting him be that strength in my life. Ooh, it's great, man. But Resting. I've learned that rest sometimes just means taking a deep breath. That rest is different for me and my sister. Rest is different for me and my parents. But we all needed to rest. The world, I think in general, like the actual world, the earth we live in, 
needed to rest. It was going hyper speed because things are falling apart. Things are falling off. Things are breaking down. I made it sound like it was a car, but it's not. This is the earth. And as the world has stopped, the earth is like, I can relax. I can chill out. Everyone stop. We can chill out together. We can take breaths. We can rest. Because through all of this, through all of my random rants I went on on this whole podcast, from the kitchen table to families being together, I can see the Lord moving, instilling his truths, not only in Christian circles, but in all circles. People now are realizing the importance of slowing down, of resting, of spending time together with their family, of even being outside and how that can impact your mood in your day-to-day life. These are things that God is setting into motion into a people in a culture and a time that needed it. We're not the only country that's going so fast. We're not the only people that will ever go so fast. But I think the Lord saw the status of people's hearts and minds and physical bodies and said, chill. Now, I'm not saying he, like, caused the pandemic. Do not hear that. He did not cause the pandemic. God is not a God of anger and wrath. I mean, he is, okay, he does get angry. He has a wrath. But he's not going to sit here and cause destruction. That's how you phrase it. He doesn't cause destruction. That's not who God is. God is a God of love. So, in our broken state... In our broken world where destruction is going rampant, he saw this destruction going rampant and how he can spin it into good. For those who love him from his children all around the world, he saw a pandemic where people had to stay inside. And he said, I will show you rest in a busy world we live in. I will show you what it means to actually be a family and have conversations at kitchen tables, to share meals together, to go on walks together, to spend time together. And most importantly, to spend time with him, the importance of spending time with him, building those relationships, rejuvenating leaders, rejuvenating pastors, rejuvenating volunteers, and just all of those things. Rest is so important. And as I finish up this podcast talking about rest and families and all these other things, I just want to bring to you, to um, to your memory that just because you're resting, it doesn't mean all people are resting. Not everybody has the ability to go home. There are doctors that are killing themselves. Literally, my mom and I just talked about this. That there was a doctor that committed suicide. She was an ER doctor. Do you think she had rest through this whole pandemic? No. She was probably so overwhelmed and couldn't take it anymore. That was the only escape she had. She wasn't able to rest. So when you think about, oh, I just want to be outside. Oh, I just want to be out living my best life right now when there's a whole pandemic going on and countries beside us are still closed. Um, remember those healthcare workers. Those on the front line that are facing this pandemic head on and don't even have the proper equipment to protect themselves. 
doctors and nurses are dying across the world trying to take care of your loved ones and people in, that you love and you care about. But who cares and loves them? Hmm? Essential workers. My sister's an essential worker. She doesn't work at hospital, but she's an essential worker. She does. But she has some precautions. She doesn't work a lot. She works three days a week. It's great. But remember those doctors and those nurses right now. That they don't get to go home to their families. They have to sometimes sleep in their cars. Or sleep in the hospitals. Wear the same face mask for hours. That's not good. They know this, but they don't have the equipment to do it. They see people. They're seeing hundreds of people die and get sick. That's not rest for them. That's not rest. So this isn't a time to enjoy. Let me rephrase that. It's an time, yes, to enjoy the rest. But remember that this isn't something we all wanted or chose to do. This was because something terrible happened in the world. Like, I think we forget. We're like, oh, yeah, we're home. We're chill. I'm starting to have my family. This is great. Wait a second, take a break, pause, and take a moment of silence for all of the thousands of people across the world that have died because of a pandemic and have died a horrible death. I don't think people realize the intensity that this disease is killing people. I don't think y'all realize that. It is literally attacking, their bodies are attacking itself. It's a horrible way to die. I don't want, I will not wish it upon the person I dislike the most. No, it's a horrible way to, a horrible way to die. I just wanted to point that out. Just because God is using it to show his goodness and his faithfulness to many, God is also comforting hundreds of people because they've lost loved ones. He's comforted thousands of people across the world as they're taking their painful last breaths. Painful because this COVID-19 or coronavirus is a, is a respiratory thing. It's a pneumonia that I've had pneumonia and it's horrible, but it, it changes. Even people that recover from it, their, their, their lungs are changed from it. That it damages their bodies, that they're forever changed from it and marked differently from it. But that's from, that's a different, that's a sermon later. God is God is moving. He's doing things, and yes, He's showing me rest and He's showing me comfort and all these things that I needed. But He's also reminding me of all those children that are now orphans because maybe one or both parents have died, or all those parents that have lost their children. And I'm not saying like little kids, your child is always going to be your child. No matter how old me and my siblings get, we're always be my chil- like children to my parents. So they can be in the 30s and 40s and that parent just lost their child. And now they have to take care of their grandkids. You know, all these things. It, we see the ugly of this pandemic, but we can see God's grace through it all. And how he's moving and how we don't understand how he does what he does because we are human and he is God and we will never understand why this happened or why God allowed it to happen. That's a whole nother thing for another day. But just remember, it's okay. 
it's okay if you're not losing weight. It's okay if you just want to stay in your PJs all day. It's okay if you want to sit there and cry. It's okay if you want to cut your hair today. If it's, it's okay if you want to dye your hair. I do not recommend those. But if you want to do it, go ahead. You're bored. I understand. But remember, rest looks different for everybody. But also remember those who are fighting for their lives right now. And remember those that are trying to save those lives. And how they're not resting. How they're away from their families. How stressful this might be right now for them. Yes, they're working, they're getting paid, but is it worth it? When you're not resting, you feel like you have nobody, and you feel alone and discouraged, and you see all the people on social media, and they're living their best lives, and you're right now going into another shift at the hospital after you slept only for two hours in your car? That's not rest. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. I will start making these more regularly as I can. I do apologize for that month break, but I guess what? I needed to rest. I just needed to take that mental break and just rest and live out my life. No, the Lord actually took me through. He just I just he just said rest and I was like, "Okay, Jesus." So, Thank you all for listening to my podcast. I want to say for all the essential workers that are listening, that have come across this or listen to this, maybe through the pandemic right now or after the pandemic, I want to say thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for putting in endless amount of hours, tireless days, and putting your life on the line for your passion to help others and to love others and to be the hands and feet of Jesus and using medicine to help those you are not forgotten. Just letting all the essential workers know, no matter what kind, you might not be a health worker, but you're an essential worker and you're still putting your life out there every single day. We thank you for doing that because I know, I don't think I could do it. So I'm glad y'all doing it. Um, but thank you guys for putting your lives on the line for that. And look out for my next podcast. I don't know right now what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about something. Um, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this. Share this. Pass it on. Pass it on. Let Everyone's got some time to listen to this. So pass it to your mom, your grandmother, your aunt, your nephew, your niece, your cousin, your neighbor, your dog. Just let them hear it. Say, hey, you need to hear this. It's got some good stuff in it. So until next time, i catch you on the flip side.